It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position by position analysis of the upcoming NFL draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. I'm James Erpine and welcome in to the Locked On Bengals podcast. A lot to get to today, including my conversation with Jim Osarski, Cincinnati.com. You'll hear that in a matter of minutes. And I caught up with Tyler Eifert yesterday in the Bengals locker room. You'll hear that conversation too in about two minutes on the Locked On Bengals podcast. If you're new to the podcast, well, welcome in. I'm James Erpine. I cover the Bengals for ESPN 1530 and 700 WLW, and we do this podcast every single weekday. It's Monday through Friday. You can subscribe on iTunes, the IR Radio app, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify. Also, every single podcast posted at LockedOnBengals.com. You should go there now. There's a ton, including my interview with John Ross, interview with Cordy Glenn, Russ Heltman writes about Bill Lazor, We look at William Jackson III. There's articles. There's all sorts of stuff. My guy Andrew Dunn has a year in the life of the Bengals. That series continues. He's up to the year 2002. I bet 2003 is going to drop shortly, but uh, a lot to get to today. And and let's start by talking about Tyler Eifert because Tyler Eifert's a guy that it's funny. We, We went to John Ross yesterday, and that's the interview we had. And then today, Tyler Eifert. In the middle, we have Cordy Glenn. If the Bengals are going to be successful, all three of those guys who have dealt with injuries probably need to be healthy in 2018. John Ross is so important. Tyler Eifert, so important in the red zone. Cordy Glenn, so important. And all three are dealing with injuries or have dealt with injuries over the past 12 months. Here's my conversation with Tyler Eifert where I started off by asking him about his health. Uh, I'm feeling good. Um, you know, excited to be back out there with the guys running around, helmets on. Um, that was a fun, fun first day. As far as uh, this offseason, I think a lot of fans were worried, concerned that maybe you would end up elsewhere, obviously being a free agent. Is it exciting to be back here? And it's, it's something you know, but it's also new with the new offense? Yeah, I mean, this is, this is where I wanted to be. I wanted to come back here and was happy that, uh, that I had the opportunity to do so. Um, it's definitely a different, you know, completely different terminology with the offense and everything so uh had to work a little bit had to take the playbook home for the first time in a while um but it's been good i remember i think back to training camp last year and you were asked about the offense and the potential it had and you said how it was on paper 
and obviously things didn't go the way you planned last year. Looking at the, the 2018 team, just this roster on paper, does it feel different? Does it feel improved from what it was last season? Yeah, I think once again we have a lot of really good players, a lot of explosive players and guys that can make plays. So um, we brought in some new coaches. And, you know, if we can just kind of put it all together, uh, get this thing going again, be a, be a tough offense to stop, I think. How do you think your role is going to be in this new offense versus what we've seen, obviously, in 2015 when you had a career season? Uh, I mean, I don't think it'll it'll be much different. I mean, catch passes, catch touchdowns, <laughs> move the ball up and down the field and, and score points. That's always, you know, that's the goal. As far as health-wise, obviously you've had some injuries. Was there ever a moment where you've doubted yourself, where you've had doubt or concerns that you wouldn't be able to regain that form? I think anytime you go through a rehab process, you sometimes, you know, you have those bad days where it's like, am I ever going to get better? But, um, you know, you just keep keep plugging along, and then the um, the progress slowly, slowly comes. But, uh, yeah, there's always some – not that I was doubted in that – I would ever be healthy, but it just never goes as fast as you would like. In the Bengals' locker room with Tyler Eifert, just a few more questions. Let's get to the fun stuff. What uh, what have you done that's fun this offseason? Nothing too crazy. I went uh, I went down to Florida near Okeechobee and did some did some hunting. Shot a turkey, shot a gator, uh, and some hogs. Um, I don't know. You like hunting. You hunt a lot, don't you? Yeah, yeah, quite a bit. I enjoy it. Normally, I do a you know out of the country trip, but with free agency and stuff like that, I. I couldn't commit to anything because I didn't know when I was going to need to be where. Yeah, I got you. So hunting and anything else this offseason that, that's different, new, that maybe fans would want to hear? <laughs> Not really. Uh, <laughs> Unlimited focus. You've been so focused on 2018. <laughs> no, not, not like that. Not, I mean, just normal normal stuff, traveling yeah. around, been in Florida a little bit. Gotcha. Uh, I got a boat down there, so that that's a lot of fun, do some fishing. Um yeah. Fishing, hunting, which one do you prefer if you have to pick one? Um, hunting. Uh, hunting for sure. Hunting whitetail is like my my all-time favorite, but uh, getting out, shooting the bow, that's always, that's always a good time. I've never hunted. If I decide to, what's what's advice for me if I decided to go hunting, if I got asked to go hunting at some point? Uh, it's hunting, not killing, you know? it's A lot of guys in the locker room ask me to take them out, and they think you just go out one time and you shoot something. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of preparation that goes into it, a lot of scouting, a lot of setting up stands and blinds and checking trail cameras and putting in food plots and all this other stuff. And you might go a full season and sit three hours every night for uh, for 60 days and never never shoot anything. But uh, that's what makes it that's what makes it fun to me is just the hunt, you know, the uh, the chase. So it takes patience. Yeah, it takes patience. It's good, you know, with the lives that we live and especially always in the spotlight. You know, it's for me, I enjoy getting away, getting away just kind of out there by myself and just, uh, you know, doing my thing. Tyler, I appreciate the time. Yeah, thank you. That's Bengals tight end Tyler Eifert. And in the background there, there was that shh. That's the showers of the locker room. Just so you know, his, his locker, it's his locker, and then there's the bathroom and the showers, like, directly behind it. Um, the, the entrance to that, so that's why you heard all the, the water in the background. That isn't the audio quality. It's shh, that's water. Or maybe I need a, a new recording device. 
I'm going to put a GoFundMe together at LockedOnBengals.com and you can get me a new recording device. But secretly what I'm going to do is use that money to get the John Ross jersey. (laughs) We'll be back with more next on the Locked On Bengals podcast. Hi, I'm Jake from Locked On. Think of all the amazing things in life that are expressions of you, your favorite football team, what you wear to the playoff watch party, that song that you stream over and over to get you pumped up for the gym, or the recommendations that you share with your friends on the top six comedy podcasts that are best to listen to on a long road trip, or even your new haircut, which may or may not be an epic bowl cut from the 90s and hopefully is. Everything that makes you, you makes all the difference. State Farm believes insurance should work the same way. Your plan, your coverage selections can be personalized by you. And the ability to choose the plan you want by picking the options that fit you, like choosing to bundle your home and auto policies, is what the State Farm personal price plan is all about. Getting the coverage you want at an affordable price just for you. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. I'm James Rapine. This is the Locked on Bengals podcast. I caught up with Jim Osarski of Cincinnati.com earlier today, and I asked Jim, he just did a feature on Bill Lazor, and I asked Jim about Bill Lazor, and in the, the crux of the piece is all of Bill's experience in the league and learning from it. At least that was my biggest takeaway. So I asked Jim about Bill's experience, the good, the bad, and the in-between, and how it's impacting him now as he's officially the Bengals' offensive coordinator. Here's what Jim had to say. Yeah, you know, and and we kind of got into this a little bit a year ago, you know, when he was promoted after, after week two in the season of like, wow, okay, who is this guy? What's his background? Because really, you know, when he came to Cincinnati in 16 as the quarterback's coach, you know, it's a position coach. You're not really diving into sort of the background there. And you sort of realize, okay, last year, all of his influences dating back to uh, Dan Reeves uh, with Atlanta and what's Dan Reeves known for. I mean, three Super Bowls in Denver. Yes, John Elway was there, but it was a running team, a vertical passing team, play action. Joe Gibbs in Washington, three Super Bowls. What was that based on? Physical up-front line play, a a creative run-blocking scheme, Um, and then obviously uh, West Coast and Mike Mike Holmgren. What's that about? Timing, passing, and, and then we go to Chip Kelly's offense, which was tempo, but also a running game. So really, James, that's in a nutshell, a a long, multiple decade coaching career, but that's like every sort of tree of NFL offense, Bill Lazor has learned some of those branches, and what does that mean for Cincinnati? That's what everyone wants to know, right? Mm -hmm. What does that mean for Andy Dalton and this offense in 2018? I think what's interesting is of all those coaches, and I spoke to Reeves and Gibbs and, and Joe Philbin, who we worked for in Miami, um, they basically all said, we, we can't tell you. We don't know. And, and, and the reason that is, is is because they said all of those things, Bill is, is creative enough to tailor the best of those offenses or what he feels is the best of those offenses to work for Andy Dalton. And I, and I say the quarterback because it starts there. But it's also with Frank Pollock and that offensive line and, and Joe Mixon and Giovanni Bernard and their skills as running backs because he has such a varied history. Like, you can't put him in a box. And it's kind of frustrating, I guess, if you're a Bengals fan, you're like, wow, this offense was last in the league in 2017. Um, 
but he was trying to make that work under an old playbook. Now this is his own thing, and I don't think we'll really know what that is until we see them on the field that first preseason game. Jim Osarski, Cincinnati.com, is our guest today, and it's interesting because it, it is unknown. I'm optimistic at the same time I've gotten this and I understand where fans are coming from where they they look back at last year and I know you mentioned right. the old playbook but they say this team they couldn't find a way to get the ball to, to Joe Mixon and Giovanni Bernard consistently and now they're supposed to mix in Tyler Eifert and John Ross and all these other weapons what would you say to a, a fan who would say that first of all they're not wrong um, you know <laughs> yeah. I mean they were la- they were last I mean this, this offense was terrible even after week three I mean, it was better. It got better in terms of points scored and, and, you know, later in the year, um, you know, the run game did improve. I think over the last six weeks, you know, they were averaging under five yards to carry and got some of the, the numbers you would like to see, I guess. Um, uh, and Bill Lazor admitted that, you know, in the piece of Suzanne.com. He's like, look, that I, I, wasn't good. Um, so things have to change. Um, you, you know, and I think that's what, what you, I guess you have to take it on faith, if you will, um, that it will be better. I mean, I, but I, I will say this, um, you know, the offensive line, you know, presuming health across the board, I mean, you've got a new left tackle, you've got a new center, uh, and you know who's playing left guard. Yeah, right, the right side needs to be sorted out, James, but I would think when your quarterback's been sacked 81 times the last two years with over 100 hits on him, you would think – it can't be worse than that. I guess it could, but you think these improvements, I mean, even just adding that, would, would you would be better, right? You have a new mm-hmm. coach for a reason on that, on that position group. So, um, I mean, I guess that's, that's why Frank Pollock and Bill Lazor are here, and Alex Van Pelt and Bob McNellan and these new guys on offense um, to make those position groups better. Um, and, and, you know, I guess it's 2 BC though. You know, I, I, mm-hmm. again, it was bad last year. Um, I think everyone's admitting that. The team did, and that they made these changes. So I guess that's the hard part of sports in that way, right, James? you, you got to wait to see. Yeah, <laughs> right? absolutely. A- absolutely. And, and that's where I am with Frank Pollock because I hear from the players. I right. hear from other coaches. I hear from the organization that things are different and the mentality is different and the philosophy is different, and yet I'm still – wondering if it's going to be what we've seen the past couple of years even with the uh, additions I mean let's let's time back like five years ago Jim Paul Alexander no one was saying he was a bad offensive line coach you know right. and now it's right. like oh this new offensive line coach is going to fix things so I'm uh, among many who are optimistic and hopeful but at the same time wondering if it's actually going to turn things around yeah and, and you know there's obviously a talent issue there. Um, sure. You know, they, they, they made the trade for Cordy Glenn for a reason. You know, they, they made uh, the move to draft Billy Price in the first round for a reason. So now while, may, you know, maybe people can look at that collection of guys battling it out for right guard and right tackle um, as maybe an issue, but that's clearly where the team feels, okay, the talent's there. This is where coaching can help or scheme can help, or maybe, you know, the, the collection of, of tailoring an offense and a blocking system to the talent we have will ha- yield a better result. Uh, but you're right, you know, especially offensive line, uh, you know, even training camp's going to be hard to tell because, A, Geno Atkins makes everyone look bad, and then, B, um, it, it's, 
you don't hit anyone, and even if you're hitting, you're not hitting your own guys at a certain yeah. level. So it, that's just, that is the hard part of of this particular team because there is such an emphasis on the offensive line and the run game and the protections. Well, really, the way it's set up um, under the CBA and practices, it is. It's that first preseason game, and what is that? That's going to be a series, you know, maybe two. Um, and then, you know, so that, that's kind of the, the, although I will say this and for the fans who come out there during training camp and, and us media types who are there all day, we were able to, we kind of knew <laughs> in camp last year yeah. that there might be some issues. No doubt. But I will say that at least, um, you know, in this year's camp, well, I, we know what that looks like. We know what 15 look like. So maybe there, there can be some you know, some judgments made at least early just based on, on you know, uh, this new system and, and the new coaches and, and obviously the new players. Follow Jim on Twitter, at Jim Osarski. Also uh, check out his work, Cincinnati.com. Jim Osarski of the Cincinnati Enquirer with us right now on ESPN 1530. And, and as far as the, the offense goes, I can't switch the page or turn the page or flip the page without mentioning John Ross. I, I saw you talking to him yesterday in the locker room. I did as well. What were your impressions, uh, I'll say, of John Ross now versus what you saw from him in the locker room, just locker room-wise last year? Yeah, well, just the fact that he had a smile on his face um, (laughs) and was able to talk about catching passes. I I mean, you know, look, last year obviously was a disappointment on a lot of levels, not just for him personally, but the team and, and all that stuff. But, you know, if you remember, he couldn't physically do any of this, what what we what we saw yesterday or and what he's doing today, running routes and catching passes like that. I mean, he didn't do that up until what, almost the third preseason game. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, those couple weeks or that week before, I mean, uh, so he's already ahead of the curve in terms of that. Uh, but yeah, I think by the end of last year, it was just such a, you know, confluence of injuries and confidence and, not a lot of snaps and not playing well in those few snaps. So just uh, just the fact that he was out there healthy, doing everything that was asked of him, um, and then being thrown the ball uh, and, and working within the scheme of this new offense, James, I think just the fact that uh, you, know, you, you had a happy guy in there, you know what I mean, or at least a happier guy. And, hey, look, you know, you, you, you want to be happy in what you're doing. Uh, this is his profession. And, and, you know, if, if that's where he's starting at uh, in 2018, uh, that's definitely a good thing for him and the Bengals. And as far as, as Ross goes in, in yesterday's OTAs, it obviously is just day one of OTAs. Did he play? Did he get to play with the first team, do you know? Were you there or anything like that? Uh, I, yeah, I was out there. You know, there are media rules that we're not allowed to report on uh, formations or who's starting where or when. Uh, but what I, what I can say is, is – uh, he they they did line him up kind of in in sort of every spot. I mean, like in their seven on seven, three on threes, if you will. Um, he was running multiple routes uh, it, from all the way down the field through your sh- kind of short intermediary type stuff. Contested catches. It's it's quote unquote non contact. But let's be honest, these are grown men who are competing, so there is contact at the point. And and he he had some strength. I mean, he won some contested catches, had a couple drops. Um, but again, I, I think just the fact that he was 
doing these things full speed, full go, being competitive. Again, these are things we just didn't see at all last year. I mean, it, it just because he wasn't allowed to. So I, I will say just that fact alone, uh, again, has to be a positive. Jim Osarski, Cincinnati.com with us. Carlos Dunlap not there uh, for OTAs. Do you think it has to do with his contract? I, I would assume <laughs> it has to do with his contract. I don't blame him, uh, but but I certainly have to ask you about Dunlap. I, yeah, no, I, I mean, Carlos hasn't spoken to anyone about it, so uh, that would be a presumption, but he is, I mean, the facts are he is in a contract year. Um, and, and no doubt would like to be compensated beyond 2018 by the Bengals. So what is your only leverage? It's to withhold services or to at least, um, it, look, these are voluntary. No player has to be there. Um, so, why, you know, yeah. why, why, come, why come in <laughs> if you've got other things to do? Um, team really can't say anything about it because it is a voluntary situation. I think the real thing, James, will be does he not come – Next week, the week after, which are also voluntary team activities. And then, you know, in, in mid-June, where there's a mandatory three-day, is he there for that? Uh, is that his first appearance? Uh, then maybe we'll talk to Carlos then. If, or if he chooses to skip that, and the team can actually levy a fine because it is mandatory, um, now you're di- entering a different thing. So I think you're right. Um, it's safe to assume you look around the league, uh, guys who are missing OTAs, have pretty much said it's all contract related. I, I think you could probably put it in that boat, but as of now, Carlos is uh, staying silent about it. Jim, where are they at, and what do you know about contract extensions? Obviously, Dunlap is one, but the other one is Geno Atkins, both in contract years. Is that something the Bengals are still looking to get done? Yeah, without a doubt. Um, you know, and on, I guess on a lower tier, if you will, in terms of total dollars, you've got Darquez Denard playing under a fifth-year option. Will be a free agent. Uh, Tyler Croft uh, will be a free agent. Uh, those guys kind of fit the mold of you know players that this team has tried to get extended before a season. But Gino is clearly the the high dollar player here. Um, obviously, Carlos Dunlap fits into that mold too. Um, the, the the Atkins thing is interesting because you know Aaron Donald um, also playing under fifth year option in Los Angeles, reigning defensive player of the year. Uh, he's widely considered the best defensive tackle. He's younger than Atkins. Um, I, you know you know how agents play this game. You know the, the the first guy to sign might hit a number, but then the next one always surpasses that. Mm-hmm. So is there is there some gamesmanship there? Um, or curious what will happen with a guy of a similar position. Um, that's something to keep in mind. But the Bengals typically really dive into this. I'm sure talks have happened, but it's usually in through July through August. They have an artificial team deadline of the first week of the regular season. A.J. Green, people remember back in 2015, they were getting on the bus to go to Oakland and then that's when it was done. <laughs> yeah. So um, there's a long time yet uh, as this goes. But, yeah, you're right. Geno Atkins, I think, is priority number one for this team this offseason. He's Jim Osarski. Make sure you follow him on Twitter, at Jim Osarski. Check out his work, including his feature on Bill Lazor at Cincinnati.com. Jim, as always, man, I appreciate the time. Thanks for coming on. Uh, anytime. Thanks. Good stuff from Jim Osarski, Cincinnati.com. This has been fun. Look, you heard from Tyler Eifert. Heard from Jim Osarski, got your 
Uh, John Ross fix yesterday. I got mine yesterday. That's for sure. If you missed it, I caught up with John Ross on the program yesterday. You can subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, the iHeartRadio app, Stitcher, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcast. We started that music way too high. I'm James Erpine. Great to be with you today. I'm going to be writing about John Ross. In fact, I've already started writing it. There's going to be a piece on LockedOnBengals.com shortly about Ross. I hope you read it. I'll tweet it out at James Rapine at LockedOnBengals. Until tomorrow, thank you so much for listening. By the way, I uh, want to give a shout-out real quick. And I don't always do this. I don't do it a lot, really. I don't know. When's the last time I did a shout-out? I couldn't even tell you. But Russ Helpman is one of our writers at LockedOnBengals.com. He's a... I just finished his junior year at OU, and he reached out to me, and he writes for LockedOnBengals.com, but uh, he sat in on my show today on ESPN 1530. And uh, so you, you read Russ at LockedOnBengals.com. It was good to meet him in person. And uh, right now he wrote about, we talked about Bill Lazor with uh, Jim Osarski. Russ wrote about Bill Lazor. You should check that out at LockedOnBengals.com. Shout out to him. Uh, until tomorrow, thank you so much for listening. By the way, Joe Goodberry on the program Friday. How about that? Joe Goodberry Friday. Until next time, I'm James Rapine. Thank you so much for listening to the Locked On Bengals Podcast. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL Draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.